Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ice Mihangos. Welcome back to my podcast. If you're watching this on video, I'm putting down the uh, my yoga mat. In this week's podcast, we're going to be discussing Elon Musk on SNL, Neuralink's co-founder leaving, my thoughts on podcasts at the moment. I know we were going to talk about that previously, but I just kind of rambled on. So I really want to discuss that. Like, what is the state of podcast now after about maybe like two or three years of everybody and their mom telling them to start a podcast? And then um, also, <laughs> before we get started, two two really big things. First and foremost, if you could go to the foundation app, that is a blockchain based social media to sell NFTs. And you could upvote me on there. That would be awesome. Your boy has some student loans he has to pay off. And it'd be great if you could help me sell my artwork on there. And also, um, I bought this card called the Dot Card because it was being like advertised and have some really good advertising um, through Instagram. So I purchased it. It does not work. I tried contacting their customer service for a refund. And they're like, what well, doesn't work? Well, everything doesn't work. Um, the setup process didn't work, the website didn't work, the most basic function didn't work, nothing saved, and it's just an overall, it's a good concept, good marketing, not a very good application or uh, functionality. And all it really is, is just like an NFC chip inside of here, and it's just paired really, really nicely. I use a... Like Linktree, I'm pretty sure everybody uses that to get multiple links on their Instagram or Twitter bio because you only get one link. And if they implemented something like this, I would totally buy it because Linktree has been like a really great, you know, service. And I would, I would probably pay like, you know, $30. So let, let's give you a quick review of this, okay? Three out of 10, good advertisement and good design problem the website doesn't work you can't customize it beyond the colors that there is it's a hit or miss like i tried it with my uh, with my friend's phone and it would not pop up so it, it barely works sometimes i wish it was metal so you know us millennials we love our metal cards so yeah if this was metal i'd pay like an extra 10 bucks yeah 10 bucks at most so 30 is the most i'd pay for something like this and just customization to make it a lot prettier. So yeah, don't, don't freaking buy this card. It's a ripoff. They're my thoughts. We have to talk about the state of podcasts before we get into Elon news guys, you know, I can go on about Elon news for like 10 whole years, but <laughs> what, what is the state? I think the biggest podcast in the world clearly is the Joe Rogan podcast. When I first discovered what a podcast was, uh, I was like, wow, I did not know that I wanted this, right? Like, I didn't know that it could be a long-form conversation that was three hours that I would enjoy heavily. After watching one podcast, I just kept on listening and listening more. I was like, okay, this, this is great. Now I want to hear more podcasts. And I think, like, 2019 to, like, 2018, there wasn't this podcast revolution right there was no like no anchor or at least i wasn't aware that there was no anchor there was no gimblet there was no uh pocket cast 
helped me sort through podcasts that would be interesting to me. Um, and if you didn't know, Adam Curry's like the podfather. He's like the guy that invented a technology based on RSS feeds that are very like non-algorithmic. So there's no way to, you know, kind of specialize something like we have nowadays. And I was running into that problem. Like I didn't, or I wouldn't call it a problem, more like I just didn't know like what would be a good recommendation for me. So that's kind of like the benefit of the algorithm sometimes. Like it kind of helps you find what you're looking for, right? And I think uh, Rene Ritchie put it best. Um, I was listening to him and he's like, you know, we don't work for the algorithm. The algorithm works for, for us. And I was like, whoa, that's so true. Like the algorithm helped you find your audience. So um, there was none of that back then, right? And the only podcast that was like consistent felt like the Joe Rogan podcast, at least for me as like a, as like a dude who's like, you know what, there's nothing else to watch. I want to listen to this conversation with, you know, Elon Musk and um, Tim Dillon and all these individuals. And it was kind of like static for a while, but everybody knew that there was an opportunity here for podcasts to be the next big thing. And it did evolve. There were acquisitions. There were businesses that were solely revolving around podcasts and huge companies noticed this, right? I think one of the biggest flops ever is Apple who invented the technology and invented like an application that was just kind of standing still for 20 years. It wasn't really like, doing anything this revolution comes they don't really get a head start until this previous uh, ios update we see like a much better prettier version of podcasts and you can subscribe you can give money to the creator um and that sort of happened right like now there's an establishment there's a way for you to get your podcast out there to be heard and you know it's it's kind of like how anything is right like an nft and the podcast revolution, the NFT revolution, um, kind of like, you know, chaotic at the start and they kind of start to find their groove as they go along, as the technology matures, where is podcasting now? So it's gone through that like entry level phase. Everybody's trying to get on it. Everyone's trying to build an audience. The medium stages, we're creating the infrastructure. There's Anchor, there's Gimlet, there's Pocket Cast. And we're kind of moving to like a more mature state. Um, the great thing about podcasts is the distribution has gotten so much simpler. Like before Anchor and all these other forms of distribution, I would have not known where to start. But now Spotify gives you all the tools to easily distribute the podcast. On top of that, there's like special acquisitions. I think that the Joe Rogan podcast, take a shot every time I say Joe Rogan on this specific and podcast, uh, they've, they've been acquired, right? Kim Kardashian has been acquired as well for an exclusive Spotify deal. And we also see like other exclusive deals where individuals are only going to go to one platform. And at that mature state of the technology and the service, I'm not a fan of that. Like I, like when Joe got his uh, acquisition towards Spotify, I kind of already gave my opinions on one of my videos about how bad user interface killed the Joe Rogan podcast. It wasn't just that. It was 
kind of annoying to have to go to two apps. There was like that one weird time period where both the, both the podcast were available on the Joe Rogan podcast was available both on YouTube and Spotify. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that this happens to, but I'll be listening to it on YouTube and then I kind of lose my place on Spotify. And one thing that YouTube has done phenomenally, like they've really nailed this is where you left off is where you can pick up anywhere on any device. It doesn't matter. They've done that to such a T that it's basically like they're pioneers. Well, not pioneers. I'm not, it's like, geez, come on. <laughs> but they've done something really well. And again, we, we all have our problems at YouTube, but we got to give credit where credit is due. That thing is, sometimes I forget to pause it or I forget where it's at and it'll just automatically now. Spotify has not done that at all well. Like, here I go again, complaining about Spotify user interface. But it's it's kind of done that. That was a an annoying moment, not knowing where I left off. And I think that kind of hurts for both platforms. Okay, I started off watching this podcast and I left off at 20 minutes, but in an hour, am I gonna remember that I left it off in 20 minutes when I'm switching to my Spotify because that's my main audio source? Like, no, am I gonna wanna start and you know kind of hunt it down because it was an interesting conversation? Like, even though it's an interesting topic that they're discussing, uh, it's kind of like the return of investment on my time to kind of search for the specific moment is not worth it. Uh, so it's gone to that level of maturity where these acquisitions for me as a consumer is kind of hurt me. Like I don't want to go to uh, two apps and then kind of pick up right where I left. It's like, it's so like such tech problems, you know, like first world problems, right? That kind of hurt it, right? Like these exclusive acquisitions. And then, you know, people complain like, oh, Joe's only in it for the money and the money X, Y, and Z. And, you know, like, um, you know, people kind of just lose interest. And the interest of podcasts, I feel like it's fading away, which is kind of crazy to me. Like the, the form factor that, um, the form factor that was so popular for three years is just like, uh, like a decline, like a huge, you know, tuple down. Is that what it's called? Like you just like you plank and it explodes in the very second because I don't really recommend podcasts anymore to people. Like if I'm talking like, you know, one-on-one -on -one with someone, it's like, I don't even bring it up because at the start and in the middle, there were just like a flourishing of way too many podcasts. I have a podcast. My friend has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. It's like, who do I listen to? What are they even talking about? Are they just repeating what every other podcast is saying? It's just gone to the point where like, okay, what do I listen to? And for the most part, most people only listen to like the top five podcasts. So that, that's where we're at. Like I don't particularly, I don't even watch Joe Rogan as much as I used to, uh, if I'm being completely honest. And you might feel that way about your favorite podcast too, right? Like you don't really like to listen to it anymore. That might also be the shift because I think that the, the way that it lost its value was because no one was commuting. That's where most of the time I would listen to my favorite, you know, podcast. Oh my God, take a shot again because of the word podcast. 
And because of the pandemic, like I don't, I don't want to listen to any more podcasts. It's kind of all video. It's really interesting how we went from audio, from video to audio back to video. But I just don't see the value in the podcast anymore. Uh, if well, I wouldn't say I don't see the value in it. It's just like it's gone to the mature state, and there's just like companies that do this now. And we'll see where it goes. Like, what, where can we go aside from like the video version of a podcast or, you know, long form conversation? Where, well, where will that go from here? Um, I'm always interested in it. And maybe it'll be kind of like a flop for the next few years and it'll pick itself up in like another five or 10 years until we find like some sort of algorithm to recommend podcasts to. Uh, but my favorite podcasts are after <laughs> no more JRE. Like I don't, I don't even recommend that anymore. Um, Tim Dillon's hilarious. Lex Friedman is a extremely interesting person, an excellent interviewer, and the Hooverman Lab podcast. If you want to learn about neuroscience and endoplasticity, um, so yeah, those are those are just my thoughts on the idea of. Uh, podcast. So now Elon Musk on SNL. Uh, I'm going to pull up tweets that Mr. Musk tweeted about earlier this week. If you didn't know, he is going to be on SNL on the 18th or on the 8th, I believe. So a lot of speculation here, uh, mostly about Dogecoin and that his skit is going to be about Dogecoin. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> or what are my thoughts on this? You know, Elon is a very talented person. I just don't think he's like a comedian. I right? like it's a different set of skills. And I was like, I don't even care about SNL. Does anybody care about SNL anymore? Is it even what it used to be? Um, yeah. There's an idea that it's going to be the Doge father. And... That, that would be kind of interesting to see. I don't think that he would do... I think he would do something weird, you know? I don't think he would do anything normal. It's just going to be, like, weird and bizarre. And it's going to promote Neuralink and Tesla and all these things. Which uh, moves me to Neuralink. So, apparently, the CEO or the co-founder... Let me just pull up this article right here. Uh, Max Hodak. Sounds like Kodak. That's a great name. Hodak. Kodak. Uh, has recently resigned from Neuralink. Uh, to quote him, it says, quote, some personal news. I am no longer at Neuralink as, a few, as of a few weeks ago. I learned a ton there and remain a huge cheerleader for the company. Onward to new things, end quote. So my thoughts on Neuralink is uh, the third version that comes out is the one that I'm implanting into my brain. Go ahead. I'm ready for Ready, ready Player One. Um, but this comes to me, like, um, if I would order Elon's companies in specific order, it'd be like Tesla, because that's like the most realistic thing for most people to achieve. Most people can afford a car or are looking forward to buying a new car. Then SpaceX, then Neuralink, then, uh, 
what is what is the solar roof one i forgot uh but that doesn't like how exciting can roofing be right um Neuralink, i've seen a lot of the demos if you look back to like the first demo that they did with the pigs i keep on saying i'll put it in the show notes but you're just gonna have to find it just you know youtube it like pigs and Neuralink. sounds kind of like a weird thing that was like a demonstration of how the technology was already developed, how thin the threads are to get into the pigs and the pig's brain. I was uh, just completely blown away by how thin the cords were, like the like the um, stuff that you put inside your brain. And these were pigs and you look at the vitals and what they're saying and it looked like completely normal and the pigs are like fully functioning. My thoughts on Neuralink is that uh, this is the next iPhone because the iPhone kind of takes up two senses, right? Like our hearing and our our hearing and our eyesight. They're very like visual and audio cues, but the ability for Neuralink to be implant implemented into our, like our senses and be able to read, you know, information and give us like certain, you know, like sensations is just like the next level of, you know, humanity. It, it's so scary to think that we might be able to achieve this within the next, you know, like 25 years. Uh, the current tests for Neuralink are, you know, individuals who suffer from like paralysis or like some serious injuries. And they said that the Mark One is gonna be able to, you know, help those individuals regain their ability to walk and talk and like it's an incredible technology and if you keep on looking at demos because this isn't essentially new technology right it's very expensive difficult to manufacture and difficult to implement for any doctor that's why you get like special machines and you look at something that was like maybe made like five ten years ago compared to what the Neuralink team has been able to develop, it's incredible. It only took them five years. Um, and clearly Elon does not have any, you know, um, medical degree or any biology or neuroscience degree to my knowledge. Um, but Max Hodak was apparently a very smart guy as well. I think he was an engineer based on, based on these uh, articles. Um, but I think it would have been like bigger news, right? Like, I feel like a lot of people quit these companies because, or Elon's companies, because they're just so, you know, brutal. He's trying to achieve something that's unheard of and unobtainable, or it seemed unobtainable at the moment, like electric cars becoming mainstream seemed impossible 10 years ago, but now it's the talk of the town and every company is moving towards electric vehicles. So um, going back to Neuralink though, it is, I think it's the, the next iPhone moment. Um, that combining it with maybe Apple glasses and going into like deep VR where, you know, different senses are stimulating to me is like, okay, and this is where we're kind of going and heading uh, because that just seems like the natural next step. And then we'll all get plugged into the Oasis. And we'll just kind of forget about what this was and what this is in 2020, right? 
um, yeah, so I'm very hopeful for Neuralink and what it will do and the way that it will improve people's lives and, you know, make life more enjoyable. And, you know, we'll see what crazy stuff we decide to come up with as we, uh, you know, go along. Um, uh, Neuralink, Neuralink founder. Uh, let's see what else I want to talk about. Uh, you know, maybe like the Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> again, <laughs> because what is this like? We're 20. Okay. I'll give you guys 30 minutes. Um, yeah. So I, I just have not been listening to the Joe Rogan podcast as much. And maybe this is like feedback for Spotify. Also, I still hate the user interface for Spotify. Why do I keep on sticking to Spotify if like has the worst user? Anyways, discussion for another time. Um, yeah, so I haven't really been listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. It's just so annoying to try to listen to it. Like, I want to listen to it. I want to know the guest. But again, the, the interface is what's 100% keeping me away from watching it. And it's just not as fun as it used to be, right? Like the comment section, where is the comment section? We need the comment section back because that's where the community is. Like it's always about the Joe quote unquote, you know, Joe quote DMT and quote Rogan, Joe, I eat salmon, salmon are hustlers, Rogan. You know what I'm saying? If you're in the comment section, you know, if you know, you know. And like the comment section not being there is the biggest reason I don't listen to it. That and like, I can't resize the window. The The conversations have gone like a little bit stale. Um, and just the era of podcast or like the golden era or the rush. What is it? The gold rush. The podcast rush is over like this. If you do the podcast... I feel like it's because you enjoy it. Like you like to talk long form and you have something that, you know, maybe a video, it doesn't deserve a video, right? Like the doc card, like why would I make an entire, I was about to make a whole video about this. And I was like, you know what? I think the podcast is a much better format to talk about this because it's like a card out of plastic and it doesn't work, but it's, it's not like it deserves like a 10 minute video, or like a montage of this card. It's kind of simple. So that's, that's where it kind of comes in too. Mm, what else? Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to have guests and an actual <laughs> podcast mic, not just my shotgun mic. But yeah, no, no more Joe Rogan. Like it's, I never thought that I would like stop listening to the pot, his podcast. I did not think that it would uh that the deal would impact that many listeners which is crazy because i saw an article i only read the headlines but apparently it's like their most popular podcast so this might be like a you know i've been watching joe for so many years i just don't like the format anymore but i think that's it for right now it's a relatively short pod uh i will keep on going with these and again i don't know if it's just going to be solely audio on anchor and spotify and apple music or uh, apple podcast but uh if it's uploaded then you know that i'm doing both but that's it for right now uh, again please follow me on the foundation app I'm trying to sell some nfts and check out my instagram my twitter 
tweet at me if you found something interesting or an article you'd like me to talk about. And that's it. At the end of the day, I thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Asmi Hangos, and I'll catch you in the next one. That's it.